0: For decades South Africa's political parties have operated under a veil of secrecy. That could all be set to change because of a new law. Or could it? Let's get started. Spread the fire. Welcome back to SMWX. And if you're new around here, my name is Dr. Siswe Mbofu-Walsh and SMWX stands for the Siswe Mbofu-Walsh experience. On this channel, we explore South African politics through interviews and analysis. And in today's video, I want to explore the Political Party Funding Act that will come into operation in April, 2021. What does it mean? What does this act do? Will it create a more transparent funding environment for political parties in South Africa? Or will we be back to the same old secrecy and lack of transparency? So in this video, I'll first look at the background to this act and tell you how it came about. Second, I'm going to look at some of the provisions so that you know exactly what this act is doing and how it's different to what we have right now in South Africa in terms of political party funding. And then finally, I'll look at some of the implications of the Act and some of its limitations. So, let's get into it. Okay, in this section, I want to look at the Political Party Funding Act and its background. Now, this Act will enter into operation in April 2021. But how did it come about? Well, we need to go back basically to the start of South Africa's democracy, where a major hole was left in legislation surrounding party funding. For nearly three decades, South Africa has been operating in a transparency vacuum where the citizens who vote for political parties don't get to know who their funders really are. And often those funders end up pulling the strings and calling the tune. And we've seen with recent revelations at the state capture inquiry for example not only how specific politicians can get captured but how entire parties and indeed how significant organs of state can be subject to the whims of powerful private donors and brokers and although much scrutiny focuses on the ANC this is a problem that stretches across the political spectrum because political party funding and transparency is, at the best of times, limited across different political parties in South Africa. So in this vacuum and after great public pressure, many writers, activists, NGOs, even political parties or people within them uh, activating, trying to activate change from below, have put pressure on this question and this eventually reached the Parliament of the Republic. So after the activism of many people from many generations, eventually enough public and people power was put on government to take this question seriously. And in 2017, Parliament really got serious about this and began the process of trying to create a law which which would create more transparency around political party funding. So. What happened was, and this is the way that laws happen, there's a labyrinthine process in South Africa where laws take really, really long to come into action, but essentially in 2017, in the National Assembly, a committee was created to look into how to create this bill. It was actually chaired by Vincent Smith, someone who has been uh, accused of various misdeeds at the state capture inquiry. Uh, those allegations have been challenged, but many reports surrounding Vincent Smith so it's interesting uh, how these processes come about and who is involved in them. Uh, The late Jackson Tembu, may his soul rest in peace, was also allegedly one of the people really involved in getting this legislation um, to the table of negotiation when he was chief whip of the ANC. So eventually, This committee sits, it looks, it gets interventions from various people, various places, from the IEC, from NGOs, looks at best practice, and deliberates, comes up with a bill. Uh, This goes to the National Assembly, the National Assembly debates it. Eventually it ends up going to um, the National Council of Provinces. This takes us into 2018, goes through the processes there of debate and lands before the president. And the president signs this bill in 2019. However, the signing or assenting to a law doesn't necessarily mean it comes into operation. And so only now in January of 2021, as I record this video, has the president agreed that the law will actually come into effect in 2021 in April. So there's been a long legislative process where parties have been able to make their case and create a bill. And as you can see through that process, although the bill that has emerged has several really important and really strong facets, there are also certain loopholes and weaknesses that we need to be alive to. So in the next section, I now want to look at what are the provisions of this bill? What are some of the most important things it does? And then in the next section after that we'll look at some of the things that maybe it doesn't do. Okay, so in this section I want to look at some of the main provisions of the Political Party Funding Act because it does a number of important things and it's key to understand how this act changes the landscape. political party funding in South Africa. So firstly there are a number of ways that party funding is capped or curbed in this Act. The first way for instance is that donations over a hundred thousand rands per annum need to be openly declared. So if a political party gets over a hundred thousand rand in a financial year from a specific donor that needs to be made transparent and publicly available through the IEC. Similarly, in an attempt to curb um, gratuitous donations to political parties, the yearly cap that a juristic person or just a normal person, essentially an entity or a person, uh, can give to a political party is 15 million rands per year. So it means that although political parties will be funded more generously by the state, they also can't necessarily be funded uh, to gratuitous levels by a single individual, for example. There are other things that this act does in the realm of party funding. One of the things it does is it makes the state even more responsible for funding political parties. What do I mean by that? Well, firstly, there's already a fund that the IEC disperses to political parties, which is based on their representation in all the legislatures in South Africa. But the new fund that this act creates means that the proportionality of the way the funds are distributed is slightly more equitable than proportional. And that means that you don't just get money based on the number of seats that you have which favors the biggest parties but there's also a balancing effect a greater balancing effect in this act where parties also receive more equitable funding not just proportional funding i.e their funding isn't wholly tied to their exact representation in these legislatures so in a way it's an attempt to try and on the one hand acknowledge that parties with greater representation will get more, but on the other hand also understand the equity interests involved in making sure that all parties get some funding. But then there's a whole other fund which is dedicated to multi-party democracy where corporate and private donors, instead of donating directly to political parties, can donate to this fund under the IEC and that fund will then disperse funds to political parties according to a similar formula as the previous fund. So essentially what this is allowing corporations, individuals to do is say I want to donate to the vitality of South Africa's democracy through its political parties, I want to donate to a wide spectrum of political parties and I want the IEC to manage those donations. So instead of giving money to parties, I'm going to give it to the IEC and thereby contribute to the overall growth of representative democracy in South Africa. Now, the jury's still out on whether corporate donors will even want to do this, given that their donations will also have to be made transparent. But I think it's an interesting ploy to try and create a democratic buffer layer between funders on the one hand and political parties on the other. I think a final interesting aspect of this law is the way that it prohibits certain kinds of funds from going to political parties. So currently, before this law, a state-owned entity could give money to a political party, which would incentivize the state-owned entity to give money to the party that was in power and the party in power to continue to have policies that let's say, for example, benefited state-owned entities, even when that was detrimental to the interests of the country. So what this law does is it prevents people or state-owned entities from giving funding to political parties. So South African state-owned entities, any governmental entity, in fact, for that matter. So government departments as well, not just the companies linked to the South African state. But then there are also prohibitions on foreign donations. Now, foreign donors and foreign governments are prohibited from donating to political parties under this law. But one of the loopholes is that donations from these sources are still allowed so long as they contribute to political training and education. Now, that is an extremely ambiguous, blurry, and vague notion and one can think of all kinds of ways that clever foreign donors could cloak their donations under the guise of donations that are surrounding education and training. However, the prohibition does more than what we have currently, which is essentially a donation free-for-all. So that's a summary of some of the provisions of this law. And that's how it changes the political landscape. Let's look at some of the implications and some of the limitations. Okay. So in this final section, I want to look at the implications and limitations of the Political Party Funding Act. Now let's start with some limitations. I think that we need to appreciate that this will not be a silver bullet for transparency in the political party funding landscape. For example, you can already think of a number of loopholes. Let's look at the 100,000 donation transparency threshold. Well, you can imagine a situation where donors donate 99,000 rands and that doesn't have to be declared uh, publicly or uh, transparently. You can also imagine a number of loopholes around the 15 million donation cap. Again, it's going to be very difficult if, if the same person uh, via different accounts um, or by creating distance between different accounts donates 14,900,000. It's not exactly easy to know that that has come from the same source. So you can imagine there are a bunch of loopholes around there. We know in the act as well that people are now prohibited from donating to specific individuals within political parties. The transparency around those kind of transactions is also something that's a lot harder to probe at than the single bank account of a political party. So you can see that in a number of areas, there are limitations. how far this act can reach and we know that in the world of electoral financial irregularity that particularly when it comes to foreign donations foreign digital donations donations in the world of social media and narrative it's extremely hard to trace donations for even the most agile of governments and regulators so in no way i think is it reasonable to expect that south africa's party funding is going to become magically transparent overnight but that doesn't mean that this act represents stagnation rather it means that it represents an important step towards greater transparency in political party funding but that the fight for full transparency and the front expanding the frontiers t- of that transparency is far from over so those are some of the limitations linked to the act what are some of the implications well i think one of the most interesting things is just going to be learning who some of these big donors are when the IEC tables its annual reports before parliament we will get to know some of the individuals some of the entities who are funding South Africa's political parties and that information has been kept under wraps for the better part of three decades and probably in 2022 for the first time south africans will learn something about who has sought to influence and who has been a benefactor to our political parties and i suspect it's going to make for some very interesting reading now The question is also what effect this increased transparency will have on donors and the donor class in South Africa. Will they invent ever more crafty ways of evading transparency? Will this have a dampening effect on private donations to parties because people want to keep those donations secret and if they are unveiled they'd prefer not to donate? Will this have an effect on the ANC, the DA, the EFF, the biggest parties how will their financial bases be affected by the new injunction for greater transparency that this act imposes i think that will be a really interesting question unfortunately the way that the disclosures are panning out i'm not sure that we're going to be able to know about them before the 2021 election happens but for the ANC's 2022 elective conference, for the 2024 election, we should get a deeper look into the books of our political parties, a first look. And I think that also provides a number of opportunities for journalists, for uh, civil society organizations. Uh, We have to give a shout out to Corruption Watch and also My Vote Counts for a sterling fight to get this legislation um, not only off the ground, but also once the process was started, pressuring Parliament and the President all the way until finally we know it's coming into force. So this now presents a great opportunity for investigative journalists, for for interested citizens, for pressure groups to look into these parties' books, to demand the accountability that's demanded in the Act, and to disseminate the information about these parties in a way that informs the electorate. And also to do some of the groundwork in terms of who funders are, what they're funding, what those interests are and whether they've had a bearing on policy. Of course as the transparency of party funding uh, comes into view also the transparency of intra-party funding where candidates go up against each other such as Ramaphosa or uh, Zuma, for example in 2017 comes into focus. So We need to continue to advance the frontiers of this funding transparency as far as we can as citizens of the country and i think this law gives us the chance to do that in a new legally binding way so that's a quick breakdown of the political party funding act hope this has been helpful for you if you like what's happening on smwx if you enjoy the content please like share subscribe have a look around the channel if this is the first video you're ever watching. There are a number of videos like this. Uh, I've done a lot of analysis this year already. There's some great interviews. So check that out. How can you help the channel? Check all the links below for things you can buy. Share with your friends, with your family. And just spread by word of mouth. Also on social media. Tag me. At Cizu Hashtag SMWX. And I will retweet you. I will try to elevate your voice as far as I can. Thanks for continuing to watch SMWX. We're on the road to 20,000 subscribers. Things are really growing fast this year. So help us get to that 20,000 mark. Great to have you watching again. If you're returning, thanks for coming back. If this is your first time, it's been good to be with you and I'll catch you soon.